powered up. We have had to conform to a certain social game. And so we are in a constant state of competition. In terms of that competition, we can, of course, lose place. And in that sense, make mistakes. This is the secret. You can't make a mistake. Welcome, everybody, to Friends of Failure. I'm your host, Sam, and this is my co-host, Megan. Hello. Hey, today I want to introduce you guys to a really incredible and amazing guest, and that's Sam and Megan once yeah, again. That's us. Oh, God. Right. Uh, we just lost like eight people because their brains exploded, right? Or they're like, this shit again, and then they yeah. <laughs> Father, I was really hoping they had like another detective or a, you know, rock climber or a, oh God, I, if I started listing all of them, I would just like, people would be like, oh, wow. The whole the episode. The episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the whole episode was him listing off from episode one, every person that had been on the show. <laughs> we, we could do a filler episode. Hey, everybody, welcome to the filler episode. We're going to recap every episode we've done. Someday we'll eventually do that. Or we'll just, you know, have someone super edit clips and be like, there we go. We went on vacation. Sorry. <laughs> but not today. Um, I, I do think I have to point out something that I think it, I think it's a good thing. I think it's kind of funny. But it's uh, the other day we had a like Zoom meeting and we were kind of matching. And then today we get on here not planned and we're both doing the the, the white on black or the white and black or whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know what's happening, what like twilight zone we've fallen into, but twinning or something. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, I will tell you this. I was working out with a buddy of mine yesterday morning and like I was looking at him and I looked at like what I was wearing. I was like, bro, we're matching. Like our color scheme was almost exact. The difference was, is like he's wearing shorts, I'm wearing pants, whatever. But I was just like. Okay. You're the yeah. problem. You're you're like vibing too much with people's energy when you get dressed. I'm just in the flow, uh, as me and my brother call it, like the the natural flow of you can call it like the river, right? The the river of energy that is existing, and you know that's a rabbit hole we don't have to go into. Existential but... right out the gate. I like it. <laughs> I, I I do like to think we're all connected, uh, even if it's just matching our clothes and. And that's it. That's as, that's as deep as it gets, people. There's nothing after. There's nothing. No, I'm kidding. How uh, how you been doing? It's uh, yet again, for a lot of people, spring break. And today has been like 35 degrees all day. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like time has been weird. And like, I don't know. I, I'm feeling like my life has been a weird lifetime movie-esque kind of series of events. <laughs> Sorry to almost make you spit out your drink. <laughs> um, no, uh, well, I, I was like, man, that could get real dark real fast. Like, you know, someone's about to get murdered or it could be like a Christmas special and little Timmy gets his like, you know, well, uh, dream gift or whatever. It's kind of neither. It's like the trope of they're trying to steal the farm, like kind of shit. Long story short, like 
I have family that owns property in very rural like Oklahoma and they're about to lose it all. And (laughs) it's been this weird battle of like, you know, David and Goliath, if you want to get biblical of can we, can we keep the family farm? You know, we're, they're like middle-class people. That's all they have is their land. So it's hard to deal with, but also at the same time, you're like, is this real fucking life? Like, is this actually happening right now? Are you, are you allowed to go into details or is that as far as we can really go with it? I mean, legally, I don't know. I will have to ask my lawyer, which is me. Um, and that lawyer is going to have to do some research. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll keep it. The, the general gist of it is like eminent domain is being practiced on a piece of land that's been in my family for over 100 years. Like we did the research, tracked it down. It's been passed through generations. And um, there's not much you can do on eminent domain, which if you don't know, that just means like the government can take it because they need the property to build some kind of infrastructure or blah, 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 or whatever. So for progress. Yeah. I'm going to be accepting title names for that awful lifetime movie. It's yeah. God, I, I hope I get to be in it as like the, you know how like there's characters in a movie and whenever the, the end credits go up, like they don't even have a name. It's yeah. just like, uh, guy on computer screen and then it's like Sam Bittner and I'm like oh my god I was in a lifetime movie it'll more realistically either be general farmer number one or politician <laughs> number two <laughs> like something right, like that because right. those are like the only things that play. <laughs> I man I would have to like change my whole look probably but uh, you know, we're thinking big picture. I, I will say that, you know, depending on your mentality, usually lifetime movies work out um, because it's meant to make you feel good, right? And then we I saved actually, the farm and uh, Santa bought it and now we'd grow Christmas trees or some shit. Yeah, right? Okay, okay. I'm good with that. Is that how we're going to end this movie? Okay, okay. That's how they end every single lifetime movie. It's a Christmas tree farm. And Santa oh, was wow. your dad the whole time. Like the the whole movie had nothing to do with Christmas, but at the very yeah. end, it just used <laughs> like, Santa gotcha. Claus. <laughs> Holy crap! You know it's it's really strange, right? Because this is one of our one on one conversations, and sometimes we go really goofy, and sometimes it gets serious, and sometimes it's both. Um, I like to have what feels like balance, but usually it's probably just pure chaos. And <laughs> you know, I have no idea what it's like for everyone around me because I experience myself from inside. Uh, I don't know what it's like for all of you, but I'm I'm sure it's wonderful, right? It's, um, yeah, it's great. It's uh, it's uh, it's a doozy, <laughs> as some people would say. But you know, it, it makes me think about how, you know, depending on where you come from, what you've been through, and what journey you're on, right? Things can look pretty doom and gloom, or even you know, puppies and rainbows. And that doesn't mean that either is necessarily true, just because you're like you know, even if you're lying to yourself, you know, but, you know, there's this whole situation of, okay, well, what are you supposed to do? And not to go into a bunch of, you know, details, but like you have been doing right. Like you've gone, okay, this is not good. We're not about this. So like, let's fight back. And, you know, it's, it's hard to know what's going to happen, but it also, you know, I I've, I've had situations in my life, definitely not like that, but 
you realize that they're just gonna like oh, i figure if i push a little bit they'll just stop and if you push back they're like well you know we didn't anticipate that and then you're like not only am i pushing back i'm gonna push until you know i'm yeah. taking your farm right that's kind of the approach right now but it, yeah it's the it's all control, like what, and I think we ironically touched about this in our last episode, so go check that out. I'll do a little cross promotion, <laughs> but it is all about control. And what I've had to do multiple times is kind of reset, like, what can I control? And that's the stuff I've been working on with the media and like certain groups and organizations on sharing the story on it, because that's really all you can do besides legal action, which maybe, maybe later. But then accepting, like, at the end of the day, that's all I can do. I cannot, you know, destroy the project itself that is causing this. And it sucks, but that's what it is. Have you ever heard of a movie called Fight Club? I have. um, You may have mentioned it. All right. So we're going to create a thing that we never talk about. And uh, it's going to turn into this really insane. Um, You know, one, one thing that popped into my head while you were saying that was the reality is the solution is you figure out how they how the government makes money off that farm implement that and then they're like well we can't we can't tear it down now because we're making all this money yeah that's kind of part of it is like yeah definitely considering why they're using eminent domain and it doesn't look good on their end which you know is still just a big fish um yeah so one little bite at a time like eating an elephant that kind of saying like you can't solve it all at once it's a long road in general even if we weren't you know actively fighting it so that's all i can do yeah it's it's pretty wild the system in place i i feel like it's everywhere i think i think yes every you know everywhere has kind of a different version but there is uh, like systematic things put into place that create the illusion of limitation. And I am not saying that people aren't in some really messed up situations or, you know, there are people that have, you know, maybe like a, a golden toilet, right? Like they're like doing well, but I also am saying that it's kind of relative. There are people that thrive in really harsh environments and there are people that can't handle existing in the perfect conditions and so what's strange to me is that it's like what do we all have the same in terms of you know we do react differently to situations and environments but the one thing that seems apparent is that they try to keep us dumb they try to keep us weak whether it's like diet or lack of understanding of the body working i i I think i think there's just a lot of distraction too so, so like we get lazy, we get really lethargic. And then like, there would be a lot of people that would be like family farms going to get snatched up because eminent domain. And they'd be like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh man. And then and they turn like, back on Netflix and, you know, watch idiocracy, which, you well, know. <laughs> well, I was hoping they would watch the the Hall- Hallmark movie where they win the farm and they're like, I that's also entirely possible. And you're right on all of those things. Like there, there's a separation of power, if you want to call it that. 
and it kind of leads into our our lovely little topic. We we went light. <laughs> we just want to discuss the American dream, the concept of it, uh, in relation to our topic. Well, so it's 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 wild, right? Because the first thing would be, you know, when someone says the American dream, right? Here we get kind of taught that everyone references the American dream, and I guarantee you there are people everywhere globally that are like you know f the american dream because of whatever their perception is my perception is that i'm not labeling my dreams anymore other than like they are sam's dreams they're sam's goals they're sam's desires because i mean quite frankly the only person that i'm stuck inside my skull with is myself and why would i care about pursuing somebody else's dreams i want to work on my stuff right But what's weird is growing up, I did have that mentality because it gets like indoctrinated or however you want to say it. The public education system is not meant to make us critical thinkers and it's not meant to really make us believe in ourselves, which is ironic because, I mean, what was all over all the walls? Believe and like you can do it. I'm, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but they never reiterated it. They never gave it any kind of substantial weight you know what i mean it was just like another nike slogan or whatever where we say these things but we don't ever contemplate it and like what's weird is you know the the american dream when i was a kid i think was if you work hard enough you move forward right and and if you're willing to work as hard as you can you'll get to whatever you want and then you start hearing things like work harder or work smarter not harder right But I think for a lot of people back, like way back, there was a point in time that the whole point of going to school was to make sure that you could function in a, let's say, assembly line, right? You get put into the equation, you go, I can do this, and you function with other people in the assembly line. You know, war is a weird thing. And so I understand some some of the history of like maybe how how we got here, but um. I do, I do think it's weird because I think our parents were taught like a certain version of the American yeah. dream. So they just try to pass it down. And, and at some point, a lot of us kind of got upset about that. Cause we were like, one, that wasn't really my dream. And then two, it was like, you couldn't even get that dream. It's a very common disconnect that, I mean, I have like pieces of that myself with the older generation. So anything boomers or the greatest generation is kind of what we're talking about where they, the boomers were the last to get any like slim chance of the original American dream where it is just hard work and maybe like you go to college and that helps move you up in society regardless of any other, you know, barriers. But for our generation, it's different because the amount of debt you would have to take on just to do, you know, college at that point and college is now considered a bare minimum for some jobs. Um, which we can talk about later on how a lot of people have found different paths. There's other ways around that, but they're very much my family, the people around me, they did pass down kind of that torch and go, this is what you do. This is you go to school, then you go to college if you can, or you go to a trade school and then you get a job and then you, you do that job and you work very hard, buy a house, find a spouse, make some babies, and uh, you got 40 years of just doing that. 
and then you die and that maybe go to Florida if you have enough money and that's about it. And then all of us are kind of like, eh. are they doing it? bath salts in Florida? Uh, I have a buddy that lives in Florida and he was like, nah, man. Well, maybe some of them, but no, yeah, you so, can't deny. So there's, there's two things, right. Where there are a lot of people uh, and I'm, I'm grateful that I feel like I, I'm at an age where I was like in this weird in between where I got to see kind of what you're talking about and how that could have kind of worked. But even then, like you still had to, you still had to try, like you had to think about it. And a lot of people have seen the results from not proper planning and not, I mean, I remember it blew my mind when someone was like, Hey, it's not really knowledge is power because you can know everything, but if you don't do anything about it, what does it matter? it's applied knowledge, right? Or like me and my brother talk about it all the time because we were people that didn't really read. Um, Not that we couldn't, we just, it was like, eh, I'm not really entertained by it. So why do it? And when we applied, Hey, I want to learn stuff so I can get myself out of the situation. All of a sudden books were great, but that also leads me to the point of like, I don't have to sit down and read a book either. I can listen to books. Right. I can listen to. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I can go on the internet. And if I want to read a bunch of like nonsense, right. And I want to laugh my, my butt off looking at memes all day, I can, or I can go read and try to find people to help me understand whatever direction I'm trying to go. Right. Because, you know, I think, I think you and I have talked about it where, okay, cool. What you had, like mom and dad, like what you had uh, is not what I want. Right. But also, if I just wanted to work really hard for 40 years and then try to retire, I couldn't do it the same way. It's just impossible. So one thing that I've thought about before, and, you know, you can definitely stop me before I go too far in the rabbit hole. But I think that in our lifetime, we are going to see a very insane shift in generational wealth. And I think that it's going to be because one, we have vast uh, resources now to access information, but it's our duty to kind of like look into it and figure it out. Right. So case in point, like there are kids who are utilizing NFTs right now. There are, you know, people my age, there are probably older people that no one wants to talk about that are utilizing NFTs and whether that's here to stay or not, doesn't matter because the people that are figuring it out, are capitalizing the best way they can, right? And they might be changing their lives for the better or worse. Who knows, right? I think that as a humanity, in my brain, one thing that I think I comprehend is that we are all connected. We are all made of of the same thing, right? Even though we're all connected, we're all very, very much individuals and we're all very different. But I think as a humanity, consciously, I think we are ascending. Like we are evolving into something next level, None of us, I think, are really comprehending it. But in that, I think there's just such like a level of growth that's happening on like a conscious and a subconscious level that, I mean, we're we're seeing an evolution, if you will. Yeah. Uh, And I, I agree. I think part of it is just, you know, the natural generational changes. But then on the other hand, it does feel like we're in a big transition just because of we're not going into detail of all the current events you have all been through (laughs) in the past like two years. And then just kind of what's affecting not just America, but every country, 
the younger generations are like, this is making me change some of those preset misconceptions that I had. And I want to look outside the box on like other ways to live, to set goals, to even just be a community in general. Like the internet alone, we're about to enter, you know, the next phase of that too, which is a whole nother level. You got good old Zuckerberg saying we're all going to be on meta, um, <laughs> like fully in that. But I mean, he's not entirely wrong, even though it's hilarious to think about. And his avatar is like cringy as hell. But it is completely realistic, like with the how quickly that technology changes that, yeah, a lot more people will spend a good chunk of their time in kind of the metaverse, if you want to call it that. And that's a great point is technology is what's making us, it's forcing us to accelerate because there are people that got left behind when the internet was really becoming like public, right? When computers, like I, I know individuals in my family. I, know, so I, know I was about to say, I was like, I where, where they were like, yo, fuck computers. And then now it's like kids are using computers before they even realize that they're using computers. Toddlers right? are, yeah. So one thing I would bring up is that there are a lot of people that are horrified about like cryptocurrency, how the stock markets probably changed uh, over the last, you know, hundred years or whatever, how college for a lot of people, they spend all that money to get it. I mean, there are people that go all the way to getting their master's or doctorate. And then they're like, this is useless. Like I'm not getting to where I want to go. Well, it's either useless because the market's saturated because every child was told they need to go get a degree. And so everyone did because that's what they thought they needed to do. Or when they eventually get a job, which if you stick it out, you eventually can, then you just have a mountain of debt that you have to make payments on every month. Right. I know someone who has a monthly payment of $900 on student debt. debt. Insane. So what's crazy is that debt is a huge problem. Uh, And I am not here to be like, debt is a good thing. I will tell you that there are people that are like, hey, man, I would do anything to have a $900 debt payment, but I have an education because it's like it's all, again, perspective and whatever. One thing that's crazy to me is as I'm reading these books and I start like challenging myself to see what are the different ways to make money. Unfortunately, I can't remember where it's at, but it's 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 not the Philippines. It's somewhere in that area. Maybe it is the Philippines. There's like a whole village of people that it's play to earn. And so they're playing these games and developing these characters. And then they're like able to sell these characters for Ethereum. And then they take that Ethereum that they earned and they convert it to, you know, whatever, like currency, right? And Ethereum right now is pretty high up. So obviously it's just like with Bitcoin, I'm not gonna go and buy one whole Bitcoin. I'm buying fractions of it. That's what's happening is they're earning fractions of Ethereum, which is fairly large. When everyone started doing it, like it it slowly spread around or whatever, like the village started to like rise because now they had income pouring in and it, it, it allowed their economy to start to thrive. It's all very scary and very weird. And, and yes, is there potential that things get real messed up real quick? And then we're all just these weird metaverse. I I don't even want to think about the negative. The positive would be though, is that we, we get to a point where a lot of people are talking about it now. We are not just meant to be born. Yeah. And then and then work. 
So it, it makes me the negative. I'll sum up. It's the people from Wally on the spaceship that are just strapped into their little like scooters and they're like constantly. Yeah, that's that's the negative is we have to leave Earth because we have tuned so much into yeah. the Internet or the metaverse or, or whatever. I mean, that hor- horrifies me. Uh, it is scary. If, if, yeah. It, it freaked me out when the movie came out and people didn't actually think that could happen still. And now we're kind of like looking at the the seed that could be planted. Yeah. And then the the second I, I'm just referencing like movies over and over again, but this is a TV show more of Star Trek is about like a post consumerism society. So everyone, your basic needs are taken care of because you don't need to earn an income, which that idea is extremely scary to everyone. I get it. I don't know if it'll ever happen in our lifetime, but that is kind of like at the end, people all kind of agree. Oh, everyone should have basic access to food, water, medicine without us, you know, using money for that. But jumping way ahead though, like we're in this weird transition of where we're all realizing, I don't want to just make the bag and get like a shiny car that would be cool for some people and that there's nothing wrong with that because you know the car is fun or like yeah it's whatever makes you feel fulfilled or happy um which is changing all the time but those are all like material materialistic or consumeristic kind of ideas which once again i'm not gonna like bastardize or say that they're wrong but most people who go on a journey like we're trying to go on like anything of growth from within or professionally or whatever your focus is can see that only goes so far you've everyone's heard the story of the super rich guy who was nothing but depressed he had everything but he had no meaning or purpose or something like that yeah it's kind of crazy because a lot of people were forced to stay home because of that, which we do not speak of. And uh, <laughs> that's right. Uh, great. Uh, he's, oh, he's here. No. Um, I think too many people were like, Hey, like cats out of the bag. Like I don't need to work all the time. I don't need to go to your office. And like, you can tell more and more now, I, look, I'm all for human connection. And, and like, I like, going to the office, if you will, or whatever. But people are like, I'm not going to go to an office where it's just like bleak fluorescent lights. And I'm stuck talking to Candy, who's like 98 years old, can't retire. And all she talks about is how we should, you know, all suffer immensely for the sins that we, I don't know. (laughs) So, so there's like all these things that are happening. And I would love to think that somehow we get there without like a crazy level of tragedy. And again, I'm talking like as a humanity as a whole, but like, let's say, let's say COVID was so bad that the population was reduced to a thousand people. Obviously we're not working for money anymore. Now it's like, Hey, guess what? You just went all the way back to, you were surviving. Yeah. That's like, let's go back to the stone age. Cause we can't run any infrastructure anymore. <laughs> like, but, but people, yeah. yeah, but people talk about, what makes you like, okay, so you think that out of a thousand people being left, let's say they have a chance of repopulating the planet and like, whatever, you think that they won't end up right back where we are? Uh, and and you're I, like, well, 
I've seen that. Yeah, they they explore that theory a lot in like the sci-fi genre of like no matter what you do, we are human and we have a natural like way of going about things and we would just keep repeating this. And then I've heard the theory of like we've already existed once on this planet like way fucking before or at another time and completely decimated ourselves and then it you know restarted all over again all of those hypotheticals to prove kind of the same thing that you're saying would it get fucked up again possibly i like to believe and i, I think you're in the same court that like most humans have like a positive intention like the majority majority of us either just want to live a peaceful life and you know not negatively affect others or help others and then there's that small percentage of like assholes and sociopaths but they kind of get you know more attention because it's more dramatic so so that's a great point right it's super wild to me and and I'm speaking for myself but I definitely don't think I'm alone I would say for sure after a couple of years of pretty solid reflection and like you know, I've, I've talked about it before. Like I would love to have like a genuine couple of times a week therapist that sorts out, helps me sort out a bunch of stuff. But one, one thing I would say is I think my natural baseline was that I was a really sweet kid. Uh, and I was so sweet that I was naive. I had too big of a heart in a world that some people probably saw that and probably tried to protect me, but at the end of the day, it's the world and like, it can be cruel. Right. So it was either you adapt, you develop defenses, you develop, you know, your offenses and then, you know, whatever. And naturally, I think everyone's going to become a little calloused. It's, it's inevitable and that's okay. It's just, you know, at some point it does mess with the neurological wiring or people just go, yep. At a certain point, that was enough <laughs> evidence I needed. I am only going to be a dickhead and that's yeah. it. I don't give up. Right. And, and it's easy, especially in a world that seems to really preach like victim mentality and, and weird situations, right? Like, like I stub my toe, the universe wants me to die. And it's like, that's not what happened. You, you, you didn't turn on the light. Like you're walking around, you know, barefoot in the dark. What did you think was going to happen? Right. People who what? you're talking outside of like serious situations, people who just constantly blame the bad stuff in their life on yeah i mean know. like like yeah. you go to the gas station and they're like they didn't have my favorite flavor of monster it's like that's not like, yeah a, yeah and then they just so, you know poopy diaper all day yeah dude i i mean i was that guy for a long time uh <laughs> just poopy diaper i didn't know you could take it off i lost my train of thought i just right. did the thing I, I got you there yeah that wasn't your fault my you know so like i guess the thing is is that oh okay i'm back so the <laughs> the thing is is that people or we all have the ability to do good or bad and we all have good things and we all have bad things. And, and what's crazy is I grew up thinking the bad stuff needed to be like shoved way deep down in there. Don't look at it. Don't deal with it. And then when it surfaced, ignore the fact that it surfaced or figure out how to kill it. Like that was always the mentality, but you, you eventually realize that you do not have to hate yourself Yeah, and you might have to come to terms with yourself and that's kind of where I'm at. But all that time that I thought self-destruction was a good thing, it wasn't, right? And it kind of made things worse. However, 
It also led me to a point where I was like, wait a minute. And I started to ask the right questions. So I think what happens in, in my opinion is that there are a lot of people that when everything is good, right. And they're chilling and they're not being bothered. I think they're like, okay, yeah, I do want to do good things. They yeah. don't have to work at it. They don't have to do anything. They just have to go. I do want to do good stuff. As soon as you take away their drugs, as soon as you take away their comforts, as soon as you take away like anything, it's the the crutches is what yeah. it is. And I'm going to give you an extreme example. I was listening to my favorite murder, which shout out, fucking love that podcast. But they were talking about like a boat sinking and how people panic, you know, that survival mode of it goes from a group of people helping people into a lifeboat to another group deciding, no, fuck all y'all. We're going to push off without you so we can survive, even though there's a bunch of room in the the life. life. It's the fight or flight uh, or freeze is the third one that they kind of added because the captain was under the stairwell just like chain smoking, which respect a little bit just because like that anxiety. He's like, I'm going down with this fucker anyway, so I might as well just... He got out. Uh, he's an asshole. But just respect for like being like, this is my solution. <laughs> like as people are like trying to save themselves. It's But I, the whole point is kind of that people, when you're comfortable, you're not forced to grow, which isn't, you know, necessarily bad. I keep saying that over and over. But if you're not growing, then there's kind of the words of stagnation or, you know, still. If you're not happy, it could help to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that's what's weird, right? Is our version of survival is different. Uh, It's not about like, you know, back in the day. Oh, okay. And, you know, I'm, I'm risking being labeled this, that, or the other. But like back in the day, it was like, hey, to be a man, you gotta be like shooting guns and you gotta blah, 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 and whatever. And then there was just a there's a genuine reality to be found and people have probably been finding it for centuries, right? Maybe since the beginning of whatever we are. And, you know, there, there was always that thing of like, God, just the stupidest phrases. Like when I look back, like real men cry. First off, crying has nothing to do with being a man or a woman. Second it's a off, human thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Second off, like that's the thing, right? Is we do have to have, labels in place to be able to if somebody ran into a burger king and just like did some really bad heinous crimes and then ran out and we couldn't label them how are we supposed to find the situation or someone gets like literally snatched up and like we have no way to label them how are we ever going to identify and find them right but there are a lot of things that that gets applied in like the wrong way where we're we're over concerned about what other people think we're all conditioned into that and like that's something i've had to think about for well over i guess like a year now of okay so just take the moment to look at everything through the lens of your whole life was a lie and i love to make that joke because i kind (laughs) of resonate with it but like real talk if my whole life was a lie and and it's it wasn't but there are a lot of things that i had to reconsider and evaluate I think one of the biggest things was is as a kid, and I'm sure kids do this still now, I genuinely thought everyone 100% gave a fuck of what I was doing, and I was basically invisible. 
And I had no idea. I had no idea that I was invisible because of the environment that I grew up in. There was so much hyper-focus of what are you doing? Why are you doing it? You shouldn't do it that way. It's got to be like this. And so all of a sudden it's like, oh, there are no rules. There's only consequences. Like maybe I am invisible. And like, that's great. Superpower. Yeah. And then, and then people are like, dude, you're not invisible. You have a podcast. People are watching this. You know? Yeah. It's kind of too like 35 episodes too late, but I think like, (laughs) (laughs) there's, you're allowed to, there's like a fine balance or fine line allowed to put whatever you want into the universe, have your own, this is what I need for you to respect me kind of thing, whether it's a label or a title or something like that. Yeah. Those are, you know, what we should do for every human. It like, whatever you want to be called is completely valid, but I do get where like the younger generations do and Fuck, now I'm gonna have some Gen Zers be mad at me, but they just go like super niche to like this crazy level of like they identify on this granular scale and they want everyone to understand it, but it's their little niche, so not everyone's gonna get it. Like, if you're super into like anime octopuses, I don't think or octopi, I don't know what the plural is. <laughs> like having to create a group and a label for that is fine but then where do you draw the line of like how much do we need to create a box for every single thing because it's this weird thing of like why are we I prefer not to be labeled uh when it goes to like my interest if that makes sense like I don't care if you call me an artist I don't care if you call me like a podcaster that shit doesn't matter to me but yeah, like get my name right. That'd be cool. That's that's about it. And even when people don't get my name right, I'm like, Morgan's fine. That's that's great. <laughs> I I will say that part of the we don't have to. Okay, there are people that have to survive, and they literally day to day is life or death. We can read all about it, right? We can see it. There are a lot of people who survival isn't about. And do I have a place to sleep or whatever? And dude, I'll, I'll never forget. Like I got a weird perspective of like the homeless people in Las Vegas and how they have like this whole community that like underground. Lived yeah. Underground, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like the thing was, is they were living better than some other people and people were like, Oh yeah. Like in third world countries. I was like, no, like in America, like there were people who were homeless in Las Vegas that like figured it out and some weird version of whatever that means and and whatever and so it it, that was one of the first times I think a huge shift in my perspective happened of like I don't really understand other than my own experience but I didn't know how to act on it because then it's selfish I'm at a place where it's like if you can't help yourself if you can't love yourself everyone around you is is going to be affected negatively yeah and and so what's really wild about that and and I have a couple of friends that I mean, they will, they will speak about it and they do not care what the reaction is of like, you really have to figure out that the answer is love. But the problem is, is that a lot of us don't really know what that is. I mean, yeah. And that's the hard thing is like, there's love in the sense that you can Google it and define it. You can see it in a movie and that changes your perception. 
and then you can see it the way you were raised, your family, but everyone has a very different kind of twist on it because of their personal experience. Whether, you know, it was given unconditionally to them and they understand what unconditional love is, or it was like a bartering system and it became very toxic and unhealthy. And that's like all they understand. So, I mean, I guess ultimately we're saying all your parents fucked you. (laughs) Uh Like it's, it it is, I, I guess to go back to kind of like, your point of you have to work on yourself before you can help others. It's the airplane rule, that whole message they do where they're like, if the mask drops down, put your mask on before you start putting like others on. And people are like, oh, why would you do that? Put it on the baby first. And it's like, well, if you pass out before that, because you're trying to put it on a baby, then who the fuck, like, do you see how it doesn't work? (laughs) And I guess kind of like for this whole topic and episode the american dream is what you make it it's what you define it to be um i think some parts of it are valid even though i do agree like parts of it are very dead and i think a lot of our generation does but the ideals of the american dream are basic things like democracy rights liberty equality and opportunity and then you have the wild card of success which normally is, you know, money, which isn't bad because we all have to have money. (laughs) Like that's how we live. That's how we buy things. That's how we have a house. But then just, you know, your end goal doesn't have to be restricted by that. That is one parameter that a group of people back in the thirties kind of weaved together and then it worked for a lot of people. So it became a movement and like a whole thing. But now we're, like you said earlier, kind of in a place where things are shifting. We can rewrite it, good or bad. And it's, yeah, and it starts with you. Like you, if you're feeling uncomfortable in this conversation or just in general of the last two years, that's probably good. Like it sucks and you can acknowledge that, but it's probably a good thing and you need to dig deeper into that. Damn, I should have been a therapist. It's an opportunity. Um, it's never too late uh, <laughs> nah. until it is. That's that's what I always say. Yeah. So like one thing, like I said before, was, uh, you know, part of the, the thing was it doesn't have to be somebody else's dream. You know, it's weird because I have met people before where I have a very wild, vivid imagination. And even after the beatings that have taken that have kind of like dampened my spirit at times. Um, it's still very much there and and I, you know, appreciate it, but I have met people that are like, they don't have an imagination and that's okay. But it's like, people are not going to be able to understand what's going on inside of you. Uh, and you know, therapy is like, I think a genuine tool that you can use to help assist you like massively, uh, get to maybe the goal of a certain level of understanding, right? Because there is a such thing as psychology and, emotions and whatever, but there's a lot of fear in the world. And a lot of us are afraid of ourselves. And a lot of us, you know, will drink, we do drugs. And like, I am not here to preach and I'm not dare uh, by any means. I'm just saying that sugar exercising at one point in time, like I I love working out, but there was one point in time I was so depressed. My escape was working out. It was my crack cocaine. 
you can be addicted to anything. And I, I think that's the thing people forget sometimes is I, we talk about balance all the fucking time. So I won't like go into that again, <laughs> but anything can be in excess, like even right. with like a person, cause I've been in a dependent, unhealthy relationship before. And it is just like, you aren't able to be yourself because you're so intermeshed or with a job. Maybe you aren't choosing to be addicted to it and it's addicted to you. That was more of my experience with that. But I've seen people and they are, they will work 80 hours a week, regardless of the workload, regardless of what's happening. And it doesn't really move the needle, if that makes sense. It's not mm-hmm. making their work better. It's not, I, who knows, on their personal life. And it's not good for anyone. Like we're human. You need to go sleep. You need to go, you know, do normal things or you're going to burn out. It is okay to acknowledge that there are people like the rock who might genuinely like, he's like, dude, this is all I ever wanted. And like every night when he goes to bed, he's like, "Mm, I love it. Goes to sleep and dreams about his life. He dreams about the hustle. Right. Or he could be a fucking robot. I don't know. I don't care because, like, whatever. The, the thing is, is if that's what you want and you are mindful of the fact that this is the, the shit that I live for. And, and there are people that are like, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll lay on my deathbed and I'll be like, hell yeah, that was awesome. Night, night, and then whatever, right? And we always get taught to only think about the people who it was like, oh, God, like, what did I do? I didn't a lot of those stories it's not because they went and made a bunch of money or they worked really hard and they were like i regretted working it was just they didn't do something that was worth doing the work or that was important to them like they did it too late yeah right like obviously if you're working a job where you hate everyone you work with and you hate yourself and you whatever but a lot of people would argue that if you start following a certain path of let's say balance right spirituality is going to be a part of that in some form or fashion. And eventually you'll come to find that if you can find your balance and find your Zen, I mean, you could be in some really fucked up situations and be okay. Yeah. I mean, think, think about how like you and I have conversations where we'll be sitting there and we're like, dude, this place is kind of messed up. And there's certain things that kind of trigger me, certain things that trigger you where you're just like, I don't want to have to fathom the fact that this exists in reality, but it doesn't have to be, oh my God, I can't fathom it. And it doesn't have to be a good or bad thing either. So there are certain things that, you know, really, really bother me. And I, I guess I was challenged to have the mindset of apply the idea of look at something like a situation and it's not good or bad. There is no spectrum. It's just right here, right now. What is it? And you're like, well, this is bad because, uh, and you'll be like, well, I, it makes me feel so that's, bi-. and then you have to try to work this thought process that gets you to a point of like, okay, like, what is it? Uh, yeah, and it gets like really step weird. One. You, you want to try to find a way to like unbiased look at something. And I guess but like, think about, think about how often do you do that? If you, if you really try to think about it, how often are you just not lumping things into I mean, the, the only times that I do it would be journaling or therapy or 
when you're like forced into a like game or, or not, uh, sorry, an exercise, right. Where you're like, Hey, I'm being mindful and I'm practicing something. Right. Yeah. Like when I either need to, I say journal, but it's more of like, I just write shit. It like flows out like hot lava and like, that's how I process it. And then afterwards I look at it and go, Ooh, that was spicy. I need to like figure out what's going on there. Um, and then the, therapy part is like someone can call you out basically like and it's not the same as when you do it with a friend because a friend cares about you loves you and they're gonna be you know a little like one-sided typically they're gonna either you know root for you or they like they see you in a hard spot and don't want to like make it worse by going by the way that shit (laughs) like kind of that thing but a therapist will be like hey, that's super unhealthy of you, or hey, you're completely valid. That is okay. Checks out by me. So yeah, but it, it's the, it goes back to the theme of you start with yourself. I start with like writing something, which I know you have kind of done that in the past too, where you just, you know, put it on paper and then you yeah. step back and go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then from there, bring in friends, counsel whatever your method is yeah i always call it free writing because it's like hey it's just meant to be uh, yeah um, but sometimes man you look back and i mean i've read stuff that i've written and went i don't remember writing that because you know it's years and years old right yeah. but then the other thing is you're not 100 percent sure what you were talking about but it's definitely stuff that you know you're like oh my god i like wrote that down and then you just go, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And my, yeah. I had a friend that had another good m- method where their version, instead of like a straight up journal, was writing letters. And they would fill up this box with basically like hate letters, like, fuck this job, fuck this boyfriend, fuck my mom, like all of these like things. Uh, and they were just, you know, all that negative purge. So it wasn't, you know, the unbiased stuff. But then afterwards, she was able to like, you know, look at it in a better light because you get the poison out and she would just, you know, burn the letters when the box got full and then move on with her fucking life. Uh, I'm 99 percent sure that Abraham Lincoln did that. Oh, my God. Um, How did you know that's my friend? Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure I saw. I'm pretty sure I saw him. Because the top hat, you know, but no, like there is something to be said about that of, all right, dude, because I don't know, it's got to affect your conscious and subconscious by being like, look here, you mother. Great. Well, I mean, you get it out and you're just like, huh? Okay, cool. And then, and then you move on and it's like, you're maybe able to deal with people that you've had to write letters about. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe a different light than letting it just build up, right? Because because the the thing is is that the difference is is there isn't a consequence unless you're an idiot and you leave like this box yeah. out with all these hate letters. Definitely but burn that shit. <laughs> you're able to say it in some format and get it off your chest and not have the consequence. Versus you say it to them, you don't necessarily feel better, and there's definitely a consequence. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like avoiding that heat of the moment thing which Mm -hmm. like there's nothing wrong with those emotions 
And there's, I think this disconnect that we have too, that like everything I think is who I am, that this defines me. So if you have a negative or shitty thought, like, wow, I really hate so-and-so or, you know, something way down in that path, then it means you're a shitty person and you're awful. Like, oh, and then the guilt comes, but it's okay. Cause your brain is just, you know, shooting away random shit to deal with your emotions and trying to put like a narrative to it. And sometimes like our brain likes a story. So writing it down either in a letter or like a conversation, I'll do that too. Or like I'm having the conversation already with someone. And then when you're done with it, you can either go, all right, so now hardcore edit this so I can actually have this conversation because this is not cool. <laughs> and that's Make the real, yeah, that's the real you. Make the HR corporate version where yeah. like can't say that. And you're like, wow. Um, so I tallied all the F words I put in here and it was 119,000. Holy yeah. moly. Um, uh, or you just <laughs> spurn it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's the real truth is you probably should burn it. Yeah. Don't True. don't type this up and email it because then there's the digital receipt. I just imagine just, people like typing it into a draft in their like Microsoft Outlook at work or something. And they like already have the recipient's name there. Never do that. Like office hack, never put the name in there when you're like working on something. <laughs> it is a bad idea. I mean, there's a Hallmark movie about I got so drunk last night and then I sent, you know, the meanest email to my boss. Now we're Except married. Instead, yeah. yeah. Instead of getting <laughs> fired, it's like it was just a rough argument. Got a promotion, actually. And now they're married with 18 kids, you know, that's the holiday dogs. with uh, what is it? Cameron Diaz and Kate Hudson. No, not Kate Hudson. Is that the one where the meme with the signs and they're like standing at the doorway and they're like. No, I don't know. It has Jack Black and Jude Law as the love interest. And in that's it's a wild combo. Yeah, I never saw that. I don't Jack remember. Black, man. We, could, we need to get him on an episode, man. If we could talk to Jack Black for 50 minutes. And we'd just be done. Be like, I, I'm, <sighs> I'm fulfilled. I'm complete. I mean, the, the problem is, is I don't know if you've ever watched Eric Andre's show, but he was like the one person that even though he wasn't, he wasn't like, this is okay. He just didn't stop it either. He's like, okay, like I'll go down the rabbit hole. He's like a crazy piece of mum. Um, <laughs> if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you could probably YouTube it. Jack Black on the Eric Andre show. Oh, um, anyway, I'm just saying we don't have to do that, but let's definitely ask him questions that he's like, Hey, Hey dude, I'm, I'm not going to answer this on a recording. Like I'd be like, come on, man. What do the kids say? Bet. Oh, yeah. He just hits uh, leave chat room. (laughs) You know, I I wish I could summarize uh, some kind of like deep and profound, hey, failure isn't a bad thing. But here's the reality, right? Everyone's going to learn in their own capacity, right, of how to approach failing, what they think about failing, when to fail, when not to fail, or, you know, whatever you're trying to figure out. What I will tell you is that one thing I I think I look forward to, and I'm just like, I guess, putting it out there is that as we do one-on-ones, like it it should just be conversations of like this, right? Where we figured out certain things based on where we're at in the journey because we have failed. I have failed trying to do somebody else's American dream 
right? Yeah. I, I failed trying to do anybody else's dream. And then you go, oh, like I can make it up. And yeah, you'll continually do that because no one's perfect and can fully, there's no one can fully understand themselves or predict how they're going to like, like that dream too. I think for me, like, I guess if they're, if we're doing the, you know, great advice at the end bit, failure is what you make it just like we say you know life is what you make it and Mm. the american dream leads a lot of people to feel like they've already failed like if they didn't go to school or they don't have that nine to five you know dolly parton job or they don't have a house or you know all of these things like all those boxes you're supposed to check to be like a functioning member of society and climb up you know the the class system it's kind of bull like bullshit I don't know why I almost censored myself there but it's kind of bullshit (laughs) it's really whatever you want it to be so if you're still kind of stuck in that you need to focus on yourself put your own mask on your own failure mask figure out what you already fucked up if it matters or not and then get going yeah I I do think that if you can figure out what you're good at uh and apply it to helping people It'll lead you down certain roads, right? But like, if you try to copy paste that with everyone, there are going to be people who are like, "I'm really good at ripping people's toenails out," and you're like, <laughs> "Well, how do you how do you help someone with that?" Which I'm sure a hangnail would be a great situation. Oh, uh, you know, it it is pretty wild because sometimes I I, I I'm way more mindful of of what's going on uh, in my head or just how I'm feeling maybe like emotionally. Right. And one thing that's interesting to me is the ways that we cope. I mean, there are some times that I'm just like, Oh man, I kind of feel like none of this makes any sense. Like how am I supposed to understand this? And then I just say, it's all an illusion. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense actually. And then it's like, it's almost like in my head, I just assume we're all the, the product of something dreaming and it's all just like a weird thought that's slowly fading into the void of nothingness. Hey, whatever lets you sleep at night. Um, oh, I, I don't sleep. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I sleep like a baby. We reveal all the problems. Yeah. Hey, so we did that thing again where like we started talking and then it like blipped and uh, we had our mark. I blacked out. So I hope that was good for y'all. If only, if only there was a way that people could tell us if they enjoy this or not. There is. Wow. That was smooth butter. Uh, you can, you know, blast our social medias. I ruined it. <laughs> ah, it's great. It's great. Keep going. Um, you can find us on basically every social media platform at Friends of Failure and tell us how much you hated this and how much the American dream is, you know, alive and well. <laughs> like a bunch of boomer hate <laughs> on Facebook. All right. Um, I'll stop myself. You can also email us, tell us your version of, you know, the American dream or just, you know, a stupid little failure if you, if you want at friends of failure podcast at gmail.com. And that's Megan's corner. There. I was going to go, uh, oh, you should have been like back to you, Steve. I'd be like, oh, oh God, Steve, <laughs> is that the weather guy? I don't even, um, <laughs> it just slowly turns into comedy bits at the end. And like the guest is like, what the fuck is was this a, did we rehearse this what is happening They're like is this um, an outro like i don't understand <laughs> does it stop <laughs> I, 
uh you you were like oh man i'm gonna get a bunch of like boomer hate and i was like well if they knew how to turn on the computer nah i i i did have fun uh i i love having guests but i i equally enjoyed this it's a it's a different thing and you know uh for anybody listening you know megan already knows this but you know the realization is of course we would love to like entertain or provide some value but i think when i really started to have fun with this was i just fully accepted that i'm doing it because i want to do it like i I, like we've said it to multiple guests right like i just a i'm i would not be able to meet a random stranger where they're like yeah dude let's talk for an hour and (laughs) and like it's like they want to do it otherwise they wouldn't set up an appointment and like be like yo dude let's do a show because you know how it is normally like if i went up to a stranger at a walmart and was like yo dude <laughs> like hey we don't have to do it right now but do you want to just like talk for an hour like i don't know a couple of sundays from now who the fuck are you and i'd be like i'm just a guy that wants to talk to you for an hour and can i, I record it and like put it on the <laughs> internet and they'd be like what um, i love anyway. that approach but also like it, i saw this tiktok of this girl in florida back to the fucking armpit of america no offense florida but she's like, I learned the lesson that don't talk to a crackhead. Like, there's a reason people say that because he just wouldn't stop talking. And like, and he, you know, call me a fat bitch. Like, call me a- <laughs> like. It was just, it just kept fucking going. Uh, and she's like, but he had some truth too. <laughs> so funny, but that's how I imagine your Walmart, you know, scoping session going. We'll see. I've, I've met some sophisticated people at Walmart one time. I have it. You know my Walmart story. I was going to say it was. Oh wow. Uh, no, I I did think a long time ago. I can't believe we're ending on this note, but uh, like that whole people of Walmart website, and you're like, oh, I oh, love it. Like like I was like, there's no way. And then you started paying attention at Walmart, and you were like, oh no, it's real. And and but here's the thing, dude, is when you really think about it, it doesn't matter where you shop, you see that stuff. I love how people are like, it's like central market. Don't get me wrong. They have some like really bougie stuff that I'm all about it. And, you know, if there was one down the street, I probably still wouldn't go to it because I wouldn't be able to afford the bougie stuff that I would want. But they're, they're like wealthy and not wealthy doesn't equal trashy and not trashy. No, you know I've I mean? seen they're, some trashy, like rich people. It, it goes around. The The thing is, is that again, you know, they're maybe they're living the version of themselves that makes them 100% satisfied, you know, and like, we just learned how to utilize that as entertainment. So I, just, I imagine a Karen like wine drunk at a bar, like yelling at people. But only wearing a, uh, like a Target bag as pants. Because she shit herself when she was. <laughs> Holy crap. Real positive note. I'm so sorry. What's funny is like we act like we're we we can't edit this, but we could, and we're not. We're not going to though. This will yeah. definitely be in there. Well, no regrets. Uh, hey, so I do want to say to everyone, thanks for joining us. Hopefully, you enjoy this. If you give us feedback, we'll do something with it. We'll congratulate you and and tag your Instagram or whatever on our. <laughs> show because that's enough to get people to do that 
<laughs> Come on, man. Just one Third hour, <laughs> a couple of Sundays for now. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. We'll see you next time. And uh, just remember, life is happening for you, not to you. So go, go do something, man. Go shit in a target. <laughs> <laughs>